All righty, ladies and gentlemen, welcome in. It is Monday night, which of course means NBR, Nothing But Rants, the show where I bring you topics that I'm rather passionate about and I pontificate upon them. These are hot, or excuse me, these are takes that I am hot about, but not hot takes. I don't think I said that right. These are not hot takes, but rather takes that I am hot about. Rough start. Rough start to the show, but that's okay. We've got a loaded one for you. We're going to do it a little bit different tonight. Typically, I run a show sheet. I put together a long, lengthy list of topics that I want to hit on that I want to talk about tonight. We did it slightly different. This is a listener-led show. We don't do these too often. Um, I put it out on the Twitter timeline today, uh, calling upon you guys, the audience, the listeners, to develop some topics, right? To deliver some topics into the mentions today and uh, tell me what you wanted to hear. So we're going to give you one, okay? We're going to give you a great loaded show of some topics that I have picked out of that. And it just so happens that I am rather passionate about several of these topics, all of these topics, rather, or else they wouldn't be here on Nothing But Rants. we got potential uniform story, right, that's popped all over the timeline uh, today and over the last couple of days. We will address that. Um, I, I had someone ask me how I navigate information and how I go about developing relationships. So we will address that as well tonight. Some players that could develop into studs later on in the year. Of course, we're going to hit on it. And names, I think this might be my favorite one of tonight, the names that keep coming out of camp, right? The names that I continuously hear over and over and over again. We will give you those, but no special nugs. You're going to have to go to patreon.com forward slash Brooks Austin to get those. Before we get into tonight's show, you know what we got to do? We got to take care of some business. However, wherever you found this show, Please engage with the show, whether it be a like on YouTube, whether it be making them hearts fly over there on Periscope and Twitter. Feel free to do that. Whether it's sharing uh, this podcast, this uh, YouTube page, whatever it is, on any Facebook page you find or any Twitter feed that you want to throw it up on, please feel free to do show do so. Spread the word about the show, okay? Got a fat tongue tonight. We will get over that as we get through the show. Um, and of course, I always have to ask you to do this. Join the Patreon, as I just described. I think we had five or six nugs out there on Patreon today alone. So there's a wealth of information over there, but there's also some exclusive uh, film studies that we haven't really been doing lately because they've all been public. I haven't done a film study that didn't go live on YouTube. So that's not going to be the case coming soon. As soon as the season starts, Boom, all those are going to Patreon. So if you've liked what we've done, if you enjoy what we do on our on our film studies and all that good stuff, that's going behind Patreon's paywall very, very soon. Sorry about it. It's the way it's got to be. We got families to feed. So um, feel free to join us over there, patreon.com forward slash Brooks Austin. And with that comes what I believe not only to be the best community, um, but the fastest growing community in the Georgia space. that That's not hyperbole. That is not me selling you something. That is the facts. And guys right now in the Discord, or in the Discord, that comes with it. That's where the community is. But guys right now in the chat, they can they can attest to that. Our, our community is different than a lot of people's, um, and, and it's very, very special. It's unique. I'm not going to say it's better, but it is very unique um, to, to what else is out there. It's not a bunch of nonsense, even though it is a bunch of nonsense. Um, it's not a bunch of people fighting and arguing at each other. It is one big happy family over there. And, of course, every once in a while, 
families do get at each other. And that's always fun. We try to keep it down, though, um, to a dull roar, as my stepdad, Mike McKinney, used to always say. Um, so feel free to join that, patreon.com forward slash Brooks Austin. Uh, any writings that we do over on dogsdaily.com uh, or si.com forward slash college forward slash Georgia, if you want to join that as well. We've got a bunch of articles going out on a daily basis over there at dogsdaily.com. So we appreciate your support by reading those articles. You don't even have to read them. Just click on them. I mean, honestly, I'm just kidding. Read them. There's some good information in there and some really strong writers that we have on our squad, including myself. Don't fancy myself a writer. Fancy myself uh, a talker and a football guy. But I occasionally break out the uh, the keyboard and get to work. So feel free to join us over there. We do, of course, have to thank our sponsors. You guys know who it is right here in the corner. Cola Kicks, especially Cola Kicks 706 up there in the Augusta area. Feel free to join and go see those guys over there in Augusta. A simple Google will give you the address. It's not very long, but I can't remember off the top of my head. Forgive me, Jerry. Go see those guys in store. That's when you can try them on and try these kicks out for sure. Um, But whether you're a Jordan guy, a Forces guy or gal or a Yeezy guy or gal, head on over to colakicks.com and tell them your boy sent you by using promo code BROOKS on any purchase of $100 or more. You'll get $10 off, and the folks over there at Cola Kicks always do a great job of giving you free shipping anyways. They will be shipped to your door probably within 48 hours. I know some some uh, people that have used our promo codes have gotten them quicker, uh, so feel free. They, they get in. Their first-class shipment, USPS, I believe. They get there quick. I bought all my sneakers in shop, so I didn't go through the online service, but I've been told it's very, very user-friendly. User excuse me. Um, but – this week's kicks of the week, I, I kept the flints up. I, these are my babies. If you can tell, they, they've only been brought out of the box maybe three or four times in my life. Okay, I've had those suckers since 2013, and they are pristine. Okay, absolutely crisp. Um, these are my daily drivers. These are the wins like 82s. I love a good pair of 11s. Honestly, they're my favorite sneaker that Jordan makes, so I wear those quite often. As you can see, they're not necessarily worn, but they're worn. They have been worn quite a bit. I love those sneakers, and all of these you can find over on colakicks.com. And again, tell them your boy sent you by using promo code Brooks. All right, so I told you tonight is a listener-led show. Um, I want to. I want to. Before we get into all the topics, I do want to say thank you. Uh, to everyone that don't not only donated but participated in last week's show, uh, it was by far a record-breaking performance for us. Not only from uh, a viewership standpoint and a, and a free giveaway standpoint, but also a donation standpoint. We did um, get, end up giving away half of last week's donations. As I get a phone call on my other phone, we did end up giving half away uh, to Dogs for Pups, a great cause started by Georgia's football players and wide receiver coach Cortez Hankins. So we appreciate all you guys for those last week. Um, no need to break records tonight, but if you feel like doing it, I'm not going to stop you, um, including you, Robert, which I think we're going to start our show with Robert. So let's go ahead and get on over uh, to the show topics. So we'll start with the uniform stuff, right? It kind of took over social media, um, thanks to one specific person who I, I think we'll talk about tonight, um, but a, a classic troll that every once in a while, these trolls end up going kind of mainstream. They get picked up by a guy and they that person confirms said troll or pretends to confirm said troll and then guys like me got to write about it but this question comes from our boy robert on twitter at the dgd podcast that of course stands for damn good dog podcast feel free to follow him on twitter he's a great follow um now he asked about like whether or not this is actually going to happen um i understand you know here's what you need to understand about this story um i don't believe it 
I, I don't think they will be wearing any special uniforms. In fact, I've all but confirmed they won't be. Okay, so the story doesn't really hold weight. But, however, when Buck Ballou, not only a verified member of the media, but a Georgia football legend, runs with a story on his radio show um, and talks about how the campus was raving about a potential all red and purple, uh, you know, color rush, Nike sponsored it, Nike said they were going to do it, all that good stuff. When someone like that runs with a story um, and, and reports it almost as fact, guess what I have to do? I have to write that story. I have to say report. Georgia could be debuting new uniform first game. I, I that is my that is my job. It is not a job that I enjoy all that much, but nonetheless, I wouldn't be doing my job as a reporter that works for Dogs Daily if a verified person who I trust comes out and says this 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 and this. I have to run with that story. Sorry, even if I don't believe it, I have to tell you what they're telling you because even though 680 fans are a great establishment, I'm on there every Thursday at 6 o'clock with Hoyt and uh, Los over there on the audio phone bag. Check it out. Um, I have to run with that story, even if I don't believe it. So that's that. But here's what I will tell you. There are two stories, in my opinion, and, and this is the, a three-year data tracked opinion. So this is, this is borderline fact, just considering I have the analytics to back it up. There are two stories that you guys, as Georgia fans, go absolutely bonkers about. Okay, One's a quarterback battle. Y'all eat that crap up. I'm telling you right now, there ain't nothing that gets your blood boiling more than a Georgia quarterback battle. And guess what? Y'all extend that battle onto the NFL. That, that, that was talked about all week, right? Those two happen to play each other. We refer to them as those two. We will not mention their names tonight. Um, you guys love talking about that. Y'all love arguing about that. That's what it is. It's a QB battle. It's the number one story. If I want to go write a story that I know people will read, Write about the quarterbacks. And not only write about the quarterbacks, but write about a quarterback battle. So that's number one. Number two, as we we will get to you in a second, Paul. Um, number two, a potential new uniform. You guys eat that up, too. I mean, absolutely gouge it. You, you gouge yourselves upon a story like that, 100%. So, yeah, though, when anything goes around those two, I, I have to write about that as a businessman. So I'm sorry. Um, again, even if I do believe it or don't believe it, if I think the, the story of the report has merit, don't know, don't really care, still have to write it. Okay. And that, for that matter, I believe you guys should know about it, right? If someone like Buck Ballou comes out and says something like George's debut in a new uniform, I think you should know about that because again, not everyone is listening to 680 the fan live at six at 10 o'clock in the morning. They're not. Okay. So I have to bring that to you and put it on your doorsteps and let you discern whether or not you believe it, it to be true. Okay. That was just me re-reporting is what we call that in the industry. And it's quite a bit, a, a large portion of the industry. Re-reporting is a major thing in my line of business. Okay. So um, that's the facts. So let's talk about Paul right here, who doesn't leave a comment, just drops the money. Paul, I appreciate you, brother. That is, I mean, that's, I think that's as big as you can go up in here, uh, you know, <laughs> when it comes to donations. So, Paul, man, I really, really appreciate you. Uh, hit me up, Paul. We, we got to get these guys something. Uh, I had shirts for a while. Uh, seven, six, if you're watching, these are the type of people, and good Lord, we just had another one come through. These are the type of people we absolutely have to get in here and, and get some merch too. So, I'm going to work on that, even if I got to go down to the daggum. Uh, dicks and, and pay for it myself and, and, and stitch the damn logo on it myself. Coach Egg, who has been a guy that I believe started as a subscriber trolling me, that has now turned into one of our biggest, uh, uh, you know, uh, 
what do you call it? Supporters. I was going to say subscribers, but he's a supporter. So, Coach Egg, I greatly appreciate you here on the podcast as well and on the live stream. So, that's already 20 free, uh, you know, subscriptions. So, if you guys want to come in here and give, uh, you know, get one of those free subscriptions, you know what to do. Hop in the DMs over on Twitter, or you can email me. I know some people don't have Twitter. Uh, at uh, My email account is brooks7711 at gmail.com. I know. I got to get a much more professional email address. That's on me. I apologize, but nonetheless. So uniform story, don't believe they wear them. Don't think it holds much merit. We still have to write about those things every once in a while to let people know what is being talked about. And nonetheless, it's still a major topic, right? I, I know there's this like sense of a curse because Alabama came in. Good God almighty. Alabama, another $100. Colby Smith, you are goaded. Um Alabama came into Athens or whenever it was and beat the brake drums off of Georgia wearing them black unis, I think was the case. So I, I don't believe in said curses. I think it's about execution, um, right, and, and going out and winning a football game. doesn't really matter what jersey you wear, but what it does do is, A, it drastically increases. You guys are absolutely insane. Robert, another 100. You're going to break a record just with five people tonight. Um, it, it, it doesn't really matter in my opinion, except for it increases jersey sales. Those white jerseys, they sold like hotcakes last year. The the 40th-year uh, memorabilia type stuff sold like daggum hotcakes last year. So that's an increased revenue uh, for your for your uh, school and for your football program especially, okay? It also drives um, – it drives narratives around your football program. It drives hype around your football program, right? Um, when Georgia fans know that Georgia's wearing black jerseys, a lot more people show up and a lot more people are excited about those football games. So those are the facts. Um, and it also, it does help out recruiting. I'm going to be honest with you. When when Nike first really, really invested into Oregon football and they came out with all those jersey combinations, right? And they were on NCAA 12 where you could, you could put together, I think, 212 uh, uniform combinations with Oregon. Guess what it did? Now Oregon's a household name. Now Oregon can come into Georgia and every once in a while, pick a player off and head all the way across the country, literally as far as you can go out there and sign with the Ducks. It happens, okay? And a lot of that is driven around the drip, if you will. It's drip-driven, okay? Okay, and 100% is. So it does in increase some of that momentum around your program, and it shouldn't be something that you run from, that you're necessarily afraid of. Um, Kenny MR, I, I just got your email. You got the first free sub of the night. Appreciate you for being here. Um, anyways, golly, we got so much going on tonight. Uh, no, I, I don't think curses exist. Sorry. I, I don't think those things exist. I, I do think you should flip up the uniforms every once in a while. I understand the traditionalists. I don't happen to be one of those people. I don't happen to know one of those people in my close circle and family, except for Jamie Goodman. He's 100% a traditionalist, and I get it. He loves what he loves, and he don't want nothing else. And he's also told me something that, that holds true about this type of discussion. You know who don't want new uniforms? You know who wants everything to stay the same? The boosters, okay? The guys and gals whose opinions actually matter. I know that's contrary to some people's belief, but your opinion doesn't matter near as much as the McGill Society's opinion. You follow me here? If someone that gives hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars per year to the University of Georgia, if they don't want new uniforms, if they don't want all red unis to start the season, guess what? 
you ain't getting them. Okay, so as much as Twitter wants them, as much as everyone in the comments may or may not want them, if the boosters and the decision makers don't want them, you don't get them. It don't matter. So I, that's one thing Jamie's taught me, and it 100% holds true. Uh, and I, I totally get it. Business is business, right? That's what we run here. We run a business. that No ifs, ands, or buts about it. It's great content. It's a great environment around it, but it is a business, okay? The same thing with Georgia football. They love it just as much as you. Obviously, a little bit more when it comes to donating, um, you know, and having the finances to do so. So, um, yeah, I, I don't think New Jersey's being warm, but money talks as the commenters are saying as we speak. Now, our second topic of the night, and I hope he's watching tonight. I really do, because my boy always gives me crap about not taking his suggestions for comments and not taking his suggestions for content. And guess what, Dan Kylie, we're gonna do it tonight. We, 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 we debuted you on the show, okay? And Dan's actually one of my co-hosts on another podcast that we do called Tailgate Tapes. And he's going to give me crap because we didn't edit Friday Night Lights last week, but it took a bunch of editing. And, man, I was tired last week. Had a lot going on. But next question comes from him. And it kind of curtails off of our, our last segment about information, right? How do I choose to report what? How do I go about my business in that aspect? Um, this is a great question from Dan. You can follow him on Twitter at Dan Kylie three, that is K I L E Y three, the number three. All right, so <laughs> I'm gonna punch you in the mouth, Justin. Next time I see you for that comment right there, I'm gonna punch you in the mouth. Um, he asked, How do you go about navigating all the information available and developing relationships? Okay, so I don't know how other people in this business do this. Um, but you know, with the ability to build relationships in that aspect, okay. But I will tell you this, as you build more and more relationships, the accumulation of information increases, right? The more and more people you talk to, the more and more people you meet, the more and more people that are entrusted or you're entrusted with their information or their conversation, you're going to build more and more sources. That's that's prime, you know, one-on-one. I, my, my college football coach at Shorter used to preach, Phil Jones, RIP, just passed away this last year, um, used to preach relationships, right? It's all about relationships. And there was a long, long, uh, you know, list or, or list of reasons why relationships are important. I won't get into those tonight. Maybe I do it on another segment, but it's all about relationships. Okay. You build them, you build them, you build them. So how do you develop them? Right. How do I build those relationships? Let's start about building relationships with sources, right? That's what you guys probably want to hear most. How does Brooks meet the people that give him information? That's what everyone wants to know. I'm here or tonight. I'm sure. So what I will tell you this, I've built my brand on one thing, right? Other than being a loud gas bag that nobody apparently likes. Um, the film guy, it's on everything that I do. It's plastered everywhere on all of our content, right? I have wrapped myself and immersed myself as the one guy, apparently in this space that can sit down and chop it up with actual football talk. Okay. I'm not talking about, is he a good writer? They're all great writers, but there is one guy, in my opinion, in this space that can do it like me. And that's me. Okay. That can sit down on a board with anybody and talk football. Okay. So whatever it, whether it's high school prospects, whether it's high school coaches, whether it's college coaches. Okay. They know that when we talk, I'm on the same level or near the same level as they are when it comes to football knowledge. So most of the conversations that I have with sources, right? Most of the conversations that I'll have with those people, 
they revolve solely around football. A hundred percent. We talk shop. That's what we do. Okay. And if information happens to come out of that, then that's what it is. But I will tell you this, and anybody that's been in this business will tell you this of all the information that I get, right? I have a magical notebook, like the, 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 the play coaches notebook in uh, the water boy, right? His little green notebook. I've got a notebook. My notebook never leaves my side. Okay. It never, well, unless I leave it at the office, my notebook never leaves my side. And there are pages and pages and pages of thoughts, film notes, and source notes in that book. Never leaves my side. But I would say about 10% of what's in that book comes out to you guys over on patreon.com forward slash Brooks Austin. There are thousands of things in there that I never will report, that I don't talk about, that I don't tell anybody, nobody, not even my wife, which she don't care, but nobody. So anybody that's in this space that does what I do, if they're out here giving you everything that they know, that ain't going to last long. I'm going to tell you that right now. So um, that's how I go about building my relationships with coaches or with sources or with high school coaches or with, um, you know, guys at other programs, right? They come to me because they know we can talk shop about football. Again, most of the conversations that I have revolve around football, okay? Um, X's and O's stuff, right? Talking shop, okay? And you'll also be surprised. A lot of guys in this business and gals in this business, they just want to ear, they don't. They don't want nobody to talk to them or have conversations with them. They just want to. They just want to talk, and so I listen, which is hard for me. Obviously, I come on this show and rant for hours and just talk, but it's my way of getting those things out. But um, no, so that that's how I go about that. Now, as for my relationships that I have built with players, okay, I, I think that was something that caught on, not fire, but something that caught on this weekend on social media, right? Uh, me and Jake Pope after a football game, dapping it up, hugging it out. Telling them, great job, proud of you, move on, right? Um, how that comes about. Let me tell you this. In my history of doing what I do, football players want one thing. Most of them, okay? At least most of them want one thing. They want honesty, okay? that They want you to shoot them straight. They want to hear what they need to be told, not what they want to hear, okay? They don't want to sit there and have you blow smoke up their butt about how they're God's gift of football. Because guess what? Most people in their life are probably already doing that, okay? They, they want tangible, actual reactions and input on what it is that they're doing, how it is they're going about their business. That's what they want, most of them. Some of them don't want that hard truth. Those people, I am not for them, okay? I'm not for them at all, okay? But the guys that I have built relationships with, Again, they don't want you to blow smoke up their butt. They want you to be 100% honest with them. And that's the way I go about my business with those guys, right? With those young men, okay? Um, I've also taken the approach of providing value in this industry. I, and I'm not going to name names, not going to call shots, but I'm going to tell you how I go about my business. I don't just show up to practice, stick a camera in some kid's face, get an interview or an audio recording of what they told me, ask them, oh, well, what do you like, Georgia? You know, what, could you see yourself fitting? When are you going to come down to a decision timeline? When are you going to do this? When are you going to do that? Who do you like on the staff? I don't do that, okay? Um, when I show up to practice, I'm there to A, evaluate you, but B, provide you with something. So what do I provide? You guys have noticed this entire season, when I go somewhere, A, you know I'm there, but B, what do I do the next day? I send out a Dropbox with dozens and dozens and dozens, sometimes hundreds of photos, okay? 
hundreds of photos. Here, that that's not that's not of cost for anybody. It's not that that is me providing brand awareness for those individuals, for those young men. Um, we also travel everywhere I go, everywhere I go with some really, really talented videographers, really, really talented videographers. Okay. Um, and I see some, I see some names that you guys are, are talking about right now. The the one in the comments that you're talking, he's not that one. Okay. That dude, that dude does stuff writing wise that I can never even dream about. So he, he builds the brand and tells the story in a totally different way, a way that I'm a hundred percent in support of. So um, yeah, nah, the, the one y'all are in the comments about right now, Fugazi, that, that, that's a stand up dude. So, um, no, but it's, it's the, I'm just going to show up. I'm going to do an interview and I'm going to leave and write a 250 word write up and, and, and post it out on Twitter about so-and-so updates, such and such. That ain't how I run my business. That will never have, that's never how I'm going to run my business. Um, we're going to do it in a totally different way. We're going to build brands of players while also, yes. Yes, there is some monetary value in, for me on the back end, right? But most of the stuff that I do when it comes to writing about athletes, I'm breaking down who they are as football players, which that's the way I go about my business. And that's what I think resonates with these young men. They know that I'm there because, A, I believe in them, but, B, I want to help impact and change whatever it is that they're doing, okay? Um, and a lot of film study work, actually. We do a lot of that. I got one after this, so we won't be in the lounge over there on Discord. A lot of that stuff um, I do behind closed doors, okay, um, and, and do it simply for those individuals. One of the videographers that we're traveling with that will actually be at Cedar Grove this week is Justin Nichols, and I don't know if y'all follow him on Twitter, but you need to. Um, Justin, I think you're here tonight. Give me one second. Let me give you this shout-out right quick on Twitter because my man is absolutely fire <clears throat> when it comes to the videography right now. His at is at Justin Nichols, N-I-C-H-O-L-S underscore on Twitter. Y'all need to go fo follow that dude, especially any young uh, athletes that are watching this right now. That's the next one. I promise you right now. And he's not going to get you caught up in any type of uh, any type of copyright issues because my man doesn't do that. Okay, I know it looks flashy to have Gunna or whoever the kids are listening to today um, having Gunna on your highlight tape. Okay, but guess what? You can't put that stuff on Twitter. Okay, well, you can put it on Twitter, but it's going to cost you a verification down the road. So if you want something that you can actually use and actually put out and it's great high end quality work, Justin Nichols is the next one. So feel free to follow him out over there on Twitter. And apparently he has a YouTube page as well. Um, so, yeah, go holler at him. That's one of my next ones. Um, one of my videographers now works for the NFL um, and the other one's off specifically filming one guy, which I'm excited to uh, show you some of that stuff moving forward. Um, but yeah, that's how I go about what I do, whether it's building sources or building uh, relationships with players. And I think I do a pretty good job and I try to do it the right way. So, you know, it's kind of got me where I am and I'll, I'll continue to do it the way it is in which that I do it. So our next question on our next topic comes from, uh, this is Connor Graham on Twitter who goes by, and hold on to your hats on this one at Connor G eight, seven, eight, zero, eight, zero, three, one, which I really, really hope is not his social security number. Um, comes from him over on Twitter. He basically asks, uh, who are the players that could develop into major contributors late in the season? Um, and I, I think it's kind of funny that this question comes not necessarily tonight, but it's a great topic because, and it's one that needs to be talked about. Cause if you recall, 
you know, I've, I've been covering Georgia three seasons. 2019 was my first full season. Um, in 2019, we saw an, a, a perfect example of this, right? George Pickens, due to an injury to Lawrence Cager, became the number one target, right? Jake Fromm was really feeding him late in the season. He burst onto the scenes. Now everybody knows his name, right? Based off of what he did, not only in the Sugar Bowl in 2019, but leading up to that game, right? Throughout the year, kind of building his name and building his brand as the season took off. And at the end of the year, it was boom. George Pickens is here, folks. Get to know him. Stay knowing him. He's going to be the one. Now, in 2020, right, fast forward to the next year, we saw Jermaine Burton have an insane game against Mississippi State and really put his name out there, right, as like the next one. Like, look out, this might be the guy moving forward. And coming into this year, he's going to be one of the guys, right? So I think it's funny that – it's not funny, but it's it's not ironic either. It's the facts that every year one of these guys is going to happen, right? Something like this is going to happen. So coming into 2021, I've got a couple of names for you that I want you to look out for as the season progresses. And some of these names, as the season kicks off, most of these names you, you've already known about. This ain't going to be no sleeper. That's what the next segment's for in terms of names we keep hearing out of camp that we will give you. So in 2021, I think a name that you need to know, and the first name that I thought of writing these uh, show notes tonight and addressing this question for my boy Connor Graham is Justin Robinson, okay? He's one of these wide receivers that like Jermaine Burton in 2020 and like George Pickens in 2019 was is one injury away from all of a sudden becoming the guy right? All of a sudden becoming the go-to guy for this offense with just a minor nick and scrape of somebody else. If it just happens, Justin Robinson's going to be there. Now, he's going to be in the mix no matter what, okay? He's going to play a lot this year, but he's one thing from happening from being like the next George Pickens explosion, the next Jermaine Burton type of explosion. And everything we hear out of scrimmages about this young man that he plays a part in, right? He didn't play in the G-Day game because he was nicked up just a little bit. Um, but he rarely ever, ever disappoints in these scrimmages. I mean, he balls out every single time the ball is thrown his way. Three things. He's an excellent leaper. He's got really strong hands. And he's got a vertical presence. I'm telling you right now, if those three things would have been in a football version of a Tinder page and a Tinder bio, JT Daniels swiping right every single time on that guy. Every single time on that guy, JT Daniels wants that dude, okay? That's what he lives for. I mean, think about all the guys he's had success with, right? He had great success with George Pickens last year. Great vertical deep threat guy. Great 50-50 ball guy, right? Uh, Amon Ross St. Brown at, at, at USC. The same type of guy. Michael Pittman, right? Same, same type of guy out there at USC. These, these types of wide receivers that can just bail him out of any situation, and he can trust in a 50-50 situation. He loves those dudes. Justin Robinson, one of those guys. Again, excellent leaper, strong hands, vertical presence. Just swipe right. JT Daniels always going to swipe right on that one. Um, as I'm swiping to your left, my bad. You know, mirrored, image, flipped. I always get messed up. Always point at the wrong one for the sponsors. It happens. But no, Justin, definitely a guy in on this mix everyone talking about ad mitchell i get that one he's going to burst onto the scene this year but guess what due to the g-day game you already know his name you already know what's going to happen there hell he might start uh against clemson for georgia and if he don't start he's going to play a lot so that name everyone knows now these next three names they also know but they're on this list and they're in this subject for a different reason 
Justin, I don't know if you just got that text, but I don't, I don't know how we're going to make that work. Sorry. Um, when I get text messages like that from, from players that we're going to do some type of content for, I'll take a second to look at it. Um, anyways, where were we at? Oh, these next three guys. You know these names, but I think this this is more of a national discussion for me at this point um, because you guys are really, really plugged in. But we're going we're gonna to talk about these types of players moving forward that I think are going to go from – Okay, yeah, Georgia fans know him to, oh my, they're opening up uh, college game day with a segment about this player because he's been playing so well and has burst onto the national scene. One of those guys being Quay Walker. Okay, this is something I told the Patreon folks about today, and I'm not going to give you everything that I told them, um, but Quay Walker is a name, you, again, you already most likely know. Um, you've already heard of as a Georgia fan, but this is going to be a national level name by the end of the year. I firmly believe that. Look, this guy's six foot four. He's 240 pounds. And I'm going to tell you, he's one of the most athletic linebackers that I've ever scouted or covered. Period. Point blank. The guy does stuff physically that other humans simply cannot. He is one of one when it comes to that type of guy. Okay. Again, six four, 240. Most of the time, that's an edge rusher. That's bigger than what Aziz Ojolari played at last year. 100%. This dude plays linebacker and he's a pretty damn good one. But that being said, Made a lot of bad reads last year on tape. A lot of really, really frustrating stuff on tape that I saw. Um, yeah, and I, I don't always like to be like outwardly critical of players, but when it's on tape, I can't do nothing but point it out. So there were plays and series of plays where Quay was doing the stuff that I'm talking about. That's going to make him a national level prospect, okay, and, a, and an NFL type of football player. Okay, there were strings of plays. I recall South Carolina, he had literally an entire drive where he had two TFLs and a, and a regular tackle. Bang, bang, bang. Get off the field. Punt team. Okay, all Quay Walker, all by himself. And then the next series, it's like, what happened there? What were you doing? Busted play, 15, 20-yard game. An explosive, okay, because of a misread or he lost a guy. Prime example, the Forrestall catch. Uh, where he fell down against Alabama, where he's like all over there by himself. Yeah, Quay Walker just got his eyes in the wrong place. Najee Harris had a 25-yard explosive right before the half uh, when they kicked that long field goal. Quay Walker just, what, eyes in the wrong spot, following the wrong guy, reading the wrong key, an oops, and an oops that you can't really have, but extremely, extremely talented, right? Now, I think this could go one of two ways this season. He either just needed more reps, something that he got because Monty Rice was battling a, a foot injury a year ago, or he could just never get there. So it, it could just always slip, right? It could always make bad reads. There are players like that. But I will tell you this. Knowing Glenn Schumann's track record of development at that position, I'm leading on the first option. I am. I, I 100% That's why he's on this list. I believe in what Schumann does at the linebacker position. Every kid that ever asked me, hey, where should I go if I'm a, a, a top 50 linebacker in the country? Smile, Mondon. Um, why are you even asking me that question? You should go to Georgia. There's one guy. There's one guy that's shown year in, year out, you play for me, you play on Sundays. And it's Glenn Schumann. Because he does, he fixes stuff like this. After you get, it's the 10,000-hour theory we talked about last week on the outliers. After you get a couple hundred, maybe a thousand reps at linebacker, you're going to be better. Your reads are going to be better. Your keys are going to be better. You're going to make decisions faster, right? That's one of the players that I think is going to burst onto the scene this year and clean all that stuff up. And if he cleans all that stuff up, 
you're looking at a second, third round draft pick that's going to start as rookie year in the NFL because he's just that physically gifted. Okay, so I think he's a name that I'd be looking out for if I were an ESPN analyst or anybody like that. If Quay Walker comes out first couple of weeks and shows that he's got it together and he's not misreading keys, you're you're looking at a guy that's going to play for a long time on Sunday. Um, last guy on the list that we'll talk about tonight. Oh, no, we got two more. Sorry. Uh, same kind of guy here, Warren McClendon. <laughs> Warren McClendon. Everyone wants to talk about that left tackle position, right? And I get it. It's a very, very important one. Um, Georgia fans already know about Warren McClendon, but nobody seems to really talk about him. And you guys are probably noticing a theme here. You know, I don't think an average fan understands just how good this dude is, right? The uninitiated. Um, but maybe, 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 maybe it's not because they watch my content. Maybe it's because he's a tackle and it's not really a, 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 a narrative driver, right? Go, going out leading with tackles, tackle talk is not something that's going to drive revenue for, for media companies. I'm sorry. Hot take there. But it's just not. But I genuinely believe this when I say this. Warren McClendon has got all American capabilities. He does. Like, first team, all American capabilities. He is going to play on Sundays. I have a little to no doubt about that. I think he's that good. I said last year on Twitter, um, after the Auburn game, right, just his first career start, because Owen Condon started a right tackle in the season opener last year against Arkansas, and after six series, they were like, nah, let's try McClendon out there. And then guess what? Ain't nobody played right tackle in the last, what, 12 games, 11, nine games? And ain't nobody going to play there this year except for Warren McClendon unless he gets hurt, um, which I let's hope not, right? Um, but guess what? He uh, After that game, I went to Twitter and said, this dude's going to be all SEC if he keeps playing like this. First team, freshman all SEC last year. Okay, so if you sit down and watch it, and I mean watch it, like really break it down like we do over on, the, uh, over on Patreon and over on our YouTube page. Well, you're here on the YouTube page. You'll notice this dude's got it. This dude's the next one, right? And again, everyone wants to talk about uh, who's playing left tackle. Everyone wants to talk about Jamari Sawyer, Xavier Trust, Broderick Jones, and Amarius Mims. And I get it. Trust me. I, I 100% get it. But nobody talks about Warren McClendon, and I don't get that. I don't because he's damn good, like really, really good, like first-team All-American good. And I think that's going to happen this year, so he fits into this category. Another name that we got. That again, a lot of Georgia fans know, but national national people don't know unless they recall his time as uh, you know a really highly touted recruit. It's Trayvon Walker. Okay, um, Walker caught a little bit of unnecessary heat, you know, last couple of years um, from the uninitiated, right? The people who aren't watching the film, the people who aren't paying attention, that are just looking at the box score and go, "Whoa, hold on! I thought Trayvon Walker was this highly touted high school recruit. Why is he not getting?" You know, why is he not racking up the stats? Why didn't he have nine and a half sacks? What's going on? He must not be that good. Wrong. Okay. There are a handful of positions at the University of Georgia on specifically the defensive side of the football that just don't come off the field ever, like ever, unless it's garbage time mop-up duty. There are four. I think I got four positions, four position groups, kind of four positions that don't leave the field. The safeties, they never leave the field. When Richard LeCount and J.R. Reed were your safeties, they were your safeties. Unless they got hurt, sick, got in a car wreck, motorcycle accident, they didn't leave the field, okay? that's a, There's a reason for that, okay? There's some continuity in that back end that they need, okay? Those are two guys that never leave the field. As long as Chris Smith and Lewis Seen are healthy and playing well, they're not coming off the field, 
okay, unless George is up 21 points in the fourth quarter. Not happening. They're playing every down, okay? Same thing um, for the lead linebacker, okay? Now, Georgia's changed this just a little bit over the last couple of years. They're rotating a lot of guys in there because they just got too many of them, right? Um, but when N'Kobe Dean's healthy and when N'Kobe Dean's playing well, which he typically 99.9% .9 of the time does, he ain't coming off the field either, right? Just like Roquan Smith was not coming off the field. Three down linebacker, not leaving, okay? Same thing. Uh, this year, I don't think N'Kobe leaves the field. I think Quay Walker and Channing Tindall and maybe Smile Mondon rotate in there. Um, but apart from that, that's a position that doesn't leave the field. The Jack position, right? Aziz Ojolari's position over the last two years. Don't leave the field. That guy stays on the field. The Sam rotates in and out based off personnel packages. But the last one that never leaves the field is the defensive end. And there's one guy that typically plays it. And the one guy the last couple of years was Malik Herring. So no matter how good Trayvon Walker was, Malik Heron ain't coming off the field. He's not. So now guess what? National media that doesn't really remember who Trayvon Walker is, that dude's not leaving the field. This year he's going to play more than he ever has. The last two years combined, Trayvon Walker will play more this year. And guess what? When you watched him on tape in the limited time he got playing time the last couple of years, he was dynamic. He was a freak. Now give that guy 90% of the snaps, 90% of the workload, and watch what happens, okay? This is a guy, and I've said this before, this is a guy that honestly could have one year as a starter for Georgia and be a first-round draft pick. That's that's not hyperbole. When the, NF, the NFL scouts already see it, when they come to practice, they know exactly what it looks like. He's six foot five, 300 pounds, and is athletic enough to run with Tank Bigsby out of the backfield. You don't think the NFL wants that guy? You don't think the NFL builds their entire network and organizations off of guys like that? It's exactly what he is. He's going to burst on the national scene this year for a fact. For a fact. I cannot wait to watch this guy play football this year. It's going to be insane. They're going to play him at defensive end. They're going to play him at jack. They're going to play him at everywhere. Three tech on rushing downs. They're going to put him over the nose. Let him be a spy every once in a while. It's going to happen. This dude's going to make so many plays. He's going to make your head spin. Okay, I cannot wait to watch this one this year. Now, our last question comes from the Loud Pack. Just kidding. Uh, it comes from Benjamin Pack on Twitter, at Benjamin Pack 10 It's not even a question. It's a segment. He wants to know names that keep I keep hearing out of camp, right? Names I keep hearing. I didn't even take notes. I'm just going to kind of free rant on all these things here. Um, first one comes to mind is uh, Smile Mondon. We've already talked about him a little bit tonight. I cannot express to you how much this Georgia staff loves this dude. I cannot express to you how much they believe he's like the next one. The next one. Like, he's already here. He's going to play a, a little bit this year. Maybe not a lot. He's definitely going to play special teams. But this is a three-and-done guy all over it. Okay? The, the NFL scouts that come to practice, they are licking their chops waiting for this guy to come out of the league or come out of college. This is Jalen Smith. This is um, – who who's the guy that was all over hard knocks this year out of Penn State? Uh, linebacker went to the Dallas Cowboys. It's him, okay? This is uh, – I'm running out of names. This is Roquan Smith, if you will. Okay, these big, physical, fast, fast. That's the number one thing. Fast linebackers that are coming out nowadays that are being created – um, this is the next one, 100%. So Smile is a name that every single Michael Parsons, thank you, Ryan, every single time I talk to somebody, Smile Mondon's name is brought up just about how impressive he is. 
I'm extremely, extremely excited um, to watch this career as it progresses because, I, A, I don't think he's going to be here long. B, um, I don't think he's going to be sitting very long either, okay? This is a guy that's going to make impact plays for the brief time that he's in Athens. This is, again, I think this is a three-and-done type football player, head off into the first round and go blow stuff up in the NFL like he's going to in the SEC. Next name for you, and it's a name that I've, I've kind of been on for a long time. Um I'll never forget going up to North Mary High School and seeing him for the first time. And and I left thinking, no way. No way. What happened? Why? Why? What, 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 what am I seeing? What am I missing? It's Lad McConkey. Okay. I'll tell you a story. And I, I don't think Lad would be upset about me telling this story. I went up to North Mary High School because his wide receiver coach hit me up. He's like, you got to come see him. Come put a camera on him. Uh, Georgia fans need to know about this guy. I'm like, all right. So Lad gets out of the truck. And he's in a, a old tank, like an old T-shirt cutoff, right? Cutoff T-shirt, like every other football player is in, in high school. Um, walks onto the field, and he's maybe 165 pounds, soaking wet. I mean, maybe. I mean, could not be heavier than 165. Little string bean, okay? And he had just got done with a three-month-long basketball season in which he runs point guard. He had lost a bunch of weight, and he had literally never, never, or not never, he had he had literally not played football and not ran football drills in about four months. And when I tell you I watched this, watched this young man like fall over himself a couple of times during these drills, I'm not I'm not exaggerating. That's not that's not a joke. Okay. But about five weeks later, I saw him down there working out with Terrence Edwards in the bubble on the west side of Atlanta. He had gained probably 15 pounds, okay, in a very, very short time span. He had gotten so much bigger and so much faster and so much more developed. And the one thing that he had always had, this dude's got crazy, crazy amounts of juice. And what I mean by that is as a, as a scout, that's like, if you're going to play slot receiver at five foot 11, you, boy, you best be able to move. And this kid can, okay. He's like a sub four, two ish uh, in the five ten five, which is short area quickness, right? It's run five yards, run 10 yards, run five. Um, back forth. It's that lateral movement, that lateral ability, which helps you out route running, especially at the slot position. And he's a, he's a bona fide four four guy with a forty inch vertical. This dude's got all kinds of measurables. He just didn't have the height and weight when I first saw him. He had all that other stuff. He was extremely explosive. Just hadn't been refined. Well, guess what? He spent what at this point eighteen months in a in an SEC locker or weight room. He spent eighteen months on an SEC practice field, and now he's lighting it up. Every time, again, all these guys, every time I talk to anybody about anything, these names pop up every single time. Lad McConkey being one of those. The other thing, um, and you can tell it off his high school tape, tough as nails and smart. Okay, so those things play. 4-4, 4-2-5 in the 5-10-5, in the 40-inch vertical, tough as nails, smart, name them. Okay, he's got a bunch of those boxes checked off to be able to be a contributor on this football team. And uh, you know what? The other thing he's done, he's capitalized on opportunities. He 100% has. Demetrius Robinson, not there in spring, okay, um, ends up leaving, which he should have. Don't think he was going to get any run this year. So he goes off to Auburn and tries to, you know, make a name for himself out there. Actually, Demetrius was there in the spring. I apologize. Um, but anyways, Karis Jackson's been kind of banged up this fall camp, right? Hadn't played a bunch after that, you know, knee cleanup surgery that he has. Uh, Arian Smith still trying to figure it out. Also spent the spring running track. 
So all these Dominic Blaylock still rehabbing his knee, still hasn't been a full participant in practice. So when you line up all those things, you know what I smell? I smell a really, really big opportunity for a guy like Lad McConkey, and he's capitalized on it. So hats off to him. He's done what he's needed to do to get in to all of this stuff. Okay. And, and to have his name being talked about. Now, our next guy, been all over this one on Patreon since literally he stepped on campus. This dude's been turning heads left and right every single time they do anything inside that building. This is the name I hear, Jared Wilson. I, I'm, I'm, well, pat myself on the back on this one. I was all over this dude when I was in high school. I, I made him one of my guys. As did I make, I made, uh, I think him and Jamon Dumas Johnson, my two my guys this year. I think there were a couple more. I can't remember them off the top of my head. I only remember the hits. I don't remember the misses. I ain't been too many misses, though. Um, this is one of my guys for a multitude of reasons. I knew he was going to kick into guard when he got to Georgia, and I knew he was going to be an elite athlete and an elite space creator and mover. This dude uproots people, okay? I mean, I'm talking thick, T-H-I-C-C thick, okay? Thick, thick, thick in them hips. And he uses them, and he uncorks them really, really well. Great, great football player. Comes from a really athletic background and super smart, super smart football player. The number one way for young athletes watching this tonight, the number one way to get onto a field when you get to college is learn your playbook. Learn it like really quickly. Do nothing but learn your playbook. If you learn your playbook, they can play you. They can play you early. They will throw you in before anybody else because they know you know what you're doing. Busted plays in practice are the number one way to piss an offensive coordinator off. I'm telling you, go out there, don't block the wrong guy, don't block the right guy and have a run through and blow up an entire play. You just lit, you literally wasted an entire rep. We can't evaluate anybody out there because you didn't do what you were supposed to. So if you learn the playbook, you can get on the field. This guy's done it um, and he's done it really, 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 really well. He's played really, really well. All right, got two more names for you. You guys already know about Adonai Mitchell. I, I don't feel the need. To, to continuously talk about this one, even though we should, because everyone else is. I mean, literally everybody I talked to, it's, oh, AD had another great day. I mean, AD was out, out there doing what AD does. That's what it's become at this point. AD doing AD. AD being AD. Um, that's impressive. It's really, really impressive for a true freshman. He's going to play a ton this year, okay? No matter who comes back, when they come back, don't ask me. And no matter um, – you know who I'm talking about. Don't ask me. Um, no matter when they come back, no matter, you know, what happens at that position, that dude's going to play and play a lot. And guess what he also does? Speaking about Jared, that dude knows two positions. He knows X and Z. He's played them both. He played Z in the spring when Jermaine was hurt with his uh, with his hyperextended knee in, this, in the spring game. And he's been playing X a little bit this fall. Learn your playbook. Be athletic, be a freak, work hard. You'll get onto the field. That kid's done it all. So, um, yeah, AD definitely on this list. And our last one, and I, I, it's funny that we started the show telling you that there's two stories that you guys love, uh, uniform talk and quarterback talk, um, which I think is pretty much everywhere, but especially at Georgia. You guys love quarterback talks and quarterback debates. Um, even if you, you, you hate love them, right? I got people that hate follow me. They hate me, but they follow me just to hate on me and hate me. Um, you guys hate quarterback talk, but you do nothing but it. You, you talk all about quarterbacks. So let's talk about some quarterbacks. Carson Beck. Carson freaking Beck, folks. I'm telling you. I had one guy tell me the other day, I don't know when he's going to get drafted. I don't know when he's going to leave this program, whether it's after one year, two years, three. I don't know. 
but he's going to play on Sundays for a really long time. He's going to make a bunch of money. This dude has the biggest arm on this. Well, Brock Vandergrift can throw it a country mile. We all get that. But there's just things that he does. Um, extremely well-rounded quarterback. Okay, JT's got his, his mental makeup, right? JT's extremely, extremely smart. He is a savant when it comes to football. Okay, and he dissects defenses. And he has an above-average arm. Don't get me wrong. But he's not a plus athlete, right? He's not a plus physical frame. There's nothing physically daunting about him when you line up across from him or meet him. Okay, so Carson is a step below what JT has mentally because there's there's very few people that absorb football like a, a JT Daniels does, right? Even over the history of the NFL, there's like five of them that I can you know even go into. Um, you, you think about the Tom Brady's, you think about the Aaron Rodgers, you think about the Peyton Manning's, right? Uh, the, I wouldn't even go as far as to say Russell Wilson. Those three guys over my time frame of watching the NFL, they absorb. Oh, Drew Brees. Those four guys, they absorb information like nobody's ever seen before. Okay, savants. JT's one of those people. So, though Carson isn't that, he's really, really smart. He makes good decisions, um, and he handles pressure exceptionally well. Is the thing that I keep hearing as well. So. Carson is a name that I, I I I love hearing about. And honestly, last fall was a name I never heard about, ever. Nobody ever talked about Carson Beck last fall. Nobody. At all. Now, in the spring, he was the talk of spring practice. That's all people want to talk about. How great Carson's playing. I mean, the scrimmages were him lighting it up. Now, he had a decent day in the G-Day game, but... All, all the other stuff that were ha- was happening behind closed doors that you got to dig on people to get. Carson was the name we heard about all the time. He won spring practice, in my opinion. And guess what? I think he's won fall camp. I do. I 100%, 100% think he's won fall camp. And if you want more information on that, we've given it all to you on patreon.com forward slash Brooksauce. I'm just giving you the cliff notes tonight. Those guys, if you want to know what we're hearing about those guys, it's thrown up there on that board. Now, we will start Q&A, and I don't have much time here because I do have a film session I got to hit um, right after this with a really, really highly touted football player that wants to get better and watch some football. Um, so let, let's talk to Shannon right here. Shannon Sipsy, ask our first question of the night. What have you heard about Brock, if anything? Definitely have heard about Brock. Um, here's what I was told, okay? We're, we're getting into some nug stuff, right? I don't want to demean the, the Patreon subscription. Okay, but I'll answer a couple of these things. Brock's a young quarterback. Okay, he's a young quarterback. He does some flashy things. He does some stuff that's absolutely bonkers. Okay, then he makes a couple mistakes. That's a young quarterback. Yeah, I did. This is Caleb talking about me talking about Carson. Okay, talked about him sitting on the bench during the game. um, BSing is his term. 100%. Okay, so with the physical turnaround, with the with the play turnaround of of Carson Beck, his mental aspect has turned around too. I guarantee you, mark it down. This year, you will not see Carson Beck sitting over off the bench during a two minute drill right before the half against Missouri. You won't see it. Okay, he'll be locked in and engaged. Alex Joyce asked earlier tonight. Shout out to Alex. I actually met him Friday. That was nice to see him. Nice to meet you, Alex. Uh, what is the best high school player you've ever seen live? Ooh, it's a great question. Um, ooh, Robert Incomdici was nuts back in high school. I don't know if y'all remember him. He ended up going to Ole Miss. You definitely remember him. Played at Grayson. He was exceptional. 
Uh, Eric Gilbert out of high school was nuts. I mean, absolutely bonkers as well. So I would, I would probably have to go to those two. But I, I will tell you this. I didn't see him up close and personal actually play a game. It was a lot of film evaluation. But I did see him working out up close and personal and, 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 and in first person. Broderick Jones might be the scariest athlete I've ever seen in my life. That dude in high school, and even now, that dude in high school I think was 6'6", 300 pounds. And when I tell you if he wanted to, to play tight end, he would be a damn good one, an absolutely damn good one. Let, let's let's uh, refrain from any questions like, you know, who's on flip alert, stuff like that. I'm not answering that in a public forum. Cedric Van Pran, kid is stepping up. He 100% is. He's played well this fall camp, and he deserves this shot, honestly. There was a lot of talk about whether or not Jamari Sawyer was going to be kicked inside and they were going to try to run uh, Xavier Truss out there or Broderick Jones or Mary Smims. I think when something like that happens with Warren Erickson, you've got to give a young player like uh, Cedric Van Pran, who's earned the opportunity to win this job or at least step into this role, um, he deserves the right to play in this game. Uh, coming up on September 4th, and I think that's ultimately what they do. Who leaves first? Not answering that question either. Um, I don't like projecting whether or not a kid's going to transfer. That's I don't like doing that. Uh, you're starting five on the old line against Clemson. I'm going to go with what it was this Saturday in the scrimmage, which was Sawyer at left, Schaefer at left guard, uh, Cedric Van Pran Granger at center, just, or just Tate Rowledge at right guard, Warren McClendon at right tackle. So I'm going to go with that. Do you trust Justin Schaefer in pass pro in the Clemson game? You know, I don't know anything about football. Pro football focus knows a lot about football, apparently, and they think Justin Schaefer is a preseason All-American. So, shout out to those guys. No, I, 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 he's going to be fine. My, my problems with Justin on tape is the inconsistencies. I think he's pretty good in pass pro, to be honest with you. I don't think he's bad. My dog got me today real bad. Um I don't think he's bad in pass pro. My problems with Justin is that he gets way too hyper aggressive at times. Um, he ends up on his face more than any offensive lineman that's been ranked a preseason All American I've ever seen in my life. To be honest with you, so uh, if he can tone that down, if he can stay on his feet, he's going to be really, really good. Heard Marcus Rossimi has been playing well. Of course, I couldn't name everybody tonight. I just named the five or six guys that I constantly, constantly hear about. Uh, Robertson drafted by the Cardinals. Guy was a freak. You checking on Marcus Washington Jr. this year? Uh, yeah, I, that's just that's far. I'll, I'll, I'll definitely try to check it out. Um, the the thing that's different with me is that I'm I'm also the state like the state representative for SIL Americans, so I can't just go pick and choose Georgia athletes. I wish I could; it would make my job a whole hell of a lot easier. But I've got to see as many as I can. Okay, as many football players as I possibly can that I know have a potential to make our SI ninety nine, which means. I got to go a whole bunch of places and see a whole bunch of guys. Okay. So yeah, maybe, maybe I do go down and see Marcus Washington jr. This year. Uh, I hope to be able to, but I, I've got to figure out my schedule. I know I'll be going down to Florida this week to check out um, a Georgia commit. So there you go. Kendall Milton starting. Keep hearing his name. I don't think he starts um, anytime soon. Um, maybe, maybe sometime soon, but Zamir White's going to get opening carries. That's also something that gets overblown just a little bit when it comes, especially like running backs, wide receivers, uh, defense alignment, uh, guys like that that are rotational, right? They plug, they plug and play all the time. Who gets the start is a little bit silly, right? I'll never forget Murray State, 2000 and 
2019, uh, Jermaine Johnson gets the start against Murray State. And Kirby's asked about it in his postgame press conference. And Kirby is asked about, hey, you know, why why did y'all choose to go with Jermaine Johnson uh, to start the game? What how did what, what did he do to earn the start? And Kirby kind of was like, I mean, they went empty, and we have a personnel package for empty. So they opened the game with that. So Jermaine Johnson opened the game for us because it's a personnel packaging that we have. So, yeah, I guess he got the start, but – yeah, it just is what it is. So same thing with running backs, right? Who who gets the first carry doesn't matter. It's who gets the most carries. And if midway through the year, Kendall Milton's out carrying and out touching Zamir White, I would not be shocked. Okay. Do you expect George Pickens to get cleared and contribute anytime this year? Also been addressed on the Patreon. All right. We are well over an hour. Do we have any food related questions before we get out of here? Uh, someone asked me today, uh, drums or flats? I'm a flats guy, but I'm also a variety guy. So if I'm going to go wings, I'm, I want multitude of wings. I want drums and flats. I would prefer a direct 50-50 ratio. But if you're going to give me a lean on one, if I had to narrow, if you had to narrow, narrow me down, I'm going to go flats. Just easier to eat, in my opinion, if you know the trick. Tacos or wings? I'm a wings guy. Even though a good a good set of street tacos, man, there's a taco joint down by the crib. Whoo, my God, delicious! Best steakhouse you've ever been to? 106 Moralian Hills, also known as the address of my dad's house. Growing up, my dad makes the meanest damn steak you'll ever eat in your life. Better than anyone at a steakhouse, and I'm gonna pay nine hundred dollars for. Um, to be honest with you, subs hot or cold? Got to go toasted, my man. If you're going subs, not toasted, I got questions about who you are, honestly. New to the Kennesaw-Ackworth area, uh, what should I eat? Um, there's a place over in Kennesaw that I love. If you're into like Euros and stuff like that, um, we might have to leave tonight just because my dumb butt didn't plug my laptop in before I started the show. So let's do that right now. Um, there's a place over in Kennesaw called Tzatziki's. Delicious euros. Best euro you'll ever have in your life. Go check it out. Uh, best wing place you went to right by the crib right here. Sidelines. Tremendous. Tremendous, tremendous wings. Never miss. How do you take your steak? Like every, you know, red-blooded American does. Medium. Medium rare. If I trust the place that I'm eating at. Uh, hot dogs or cod dogs. I think he's going corn dogs. Definitely a hot dog guy, but damn, a good corn dog is good every once in a while. Hey, Brooks, last question. One last question. Who's your daddy? You are, Chuck. You're everyone's dad. Absolutely everyone's dad. Uh, best wing flavor. I'm a hot guy. Uh, hot extra ranch with a little bit of fries. Y'all know that. Uh, if you ain't eating hot wings, you ain't eating wings. I'm sorry. So, is Blaylock cleared to play yet? Not that I know of, T. Pelzi. So, there we go. All right. Now that we got a. Uh, we got the food questions out of the way. Uh, I appreciate you guys for being here. Before you go, uh, check out colakicks.com and promo code Brooks will get you $10 off of any purchase of $100 or more. They got 11s. They got 13s. They got Yeezys. They got pumps. Pumps? Um, they got them all. Every, every fly pair of kicks that you could ever imagine. They got them over there on colakicks.com. And again, promo code Brooks. Make sure you tell them, yeah, boy, sent you. All right, that's it for tonight. Uh, Patreon, guys, I'm not going to be in Discord tonight. 
Again, I do have a film study that I've got to rush off to. I'm already late for. Um, not going to be there tonight, but we will have a Patreon-only film study tomorrow for you guys. I don't know what it's going to be. Haven't decided yet, but I will get something to you. It won't be with the regular bells and whistles that we got. It'll be old school, if you will. I'm excited to do it. We haven't gone old school film study in quite a while, so um, don't expect the board. Don't expect uh, you know fancy editing or fancy production skills from our boy Dicko. He's been on the mend. Y'all, y'all, y'all throw a prayer up to my boy Dicko before y'all leave. Uh, thumbs up over there on Patreon. We do have forty plus free subscriptions. I got to tweet those out. We will get everybody taken care of. Um, and if you want those, hop in right now. I know we got a bunch of people here. Um, feel free to join us over there on the Patreon family. Without further ado, Brooks Austin, the film guy, Cola Kicks. When Pride Still Mattered, great book you need to check out. I, I didn't throw a shout-out to it tonight. Um, that is the autobiography of um, Vince Lombardi. Don't know why I forgot that name. Uh, feel free to read it. It's a great book. It's a long one. It's as big as the Bible. It is a football Bible, if you will. I got to get out of here. We'll see you guys.